What's up, everybody? Thank you for tuning in to Keeping Score with Tim Jordan and Brian Cal. This is our first official podcast. And with this being our first official podcast, I don't want to say we're experts, but we're some experts. No, we're definitely not. We're going to make a lot of mistakes. If I sound hungover, I'm definitely hungover right now. If I sound drunk, it's because uh, my co-host is feeding me whiskey. I have to. If I don't, then he would definitely kick me out for being so drunk. <laughs> uh, let's talk about why we started this podcast. Go ahead, Tim. Why, why, do you, why did you start the podcast? Well, I, well, I got to go first. Uh, I mean, I guess I'll go first. But, you know, I wanted to start a podcast because, A, I love sports. I feel like that's something I could talk about. And uh, B, I wanna. I'm in the process of building a uh, fantasy sports application for uh, sports Tech betting, God. <laughs> for sports betting and stuff like that. And you know, I think this would be a good way, a leeway into my uh, into that that whole process and everything. Yeah, I'm I'm doing it because I'm tired of being broke. There's no other way for me to get famous. I'm not particularly talented at anything, but I can talk, <laughs> and I love sports, like uh, Tim was saying. Um, yeah, and why not combine my two loves, my my love of sports and my love of being famous and needing all the attention that I could possibly get, as my French teacher once said, "All eyes on me." Tupac was your French teacher? Mm-hmm. Oh damn, that's yeah, I, yeah. I only have my honestly. I was listening to Tupac most of my classes, so. No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Don't worry, Brian. If you need some attention, I got you. I got you. No, no, I need some real attention. By my fans. Oh, that's a little too deep. Yeah. By my fans. Which is you guys. So, yeah. Treat hey. me well, guys. Please. <laughs> yeah. How should we start this off? Should we talk about uh, basketball? Should we talk about football? Should we talk about boxing? Yeah, I mean... Should, should I, we talk about some baseball? Nah, not baseball. <laughs> I mean, honestly... Uh, I love. I used to love baseball. Um, I'm a diehard Oakland A's fan. Um, and that's the first mistake I ever made. Being an <laughs> A's fan. I have to learn a new team every two years. It's it's ridiculous. I'm done with it. Yeah. Hey, I'm right there with you. Man. Yeah. And baseball seems like it's dying, honestly. But it's been dying for 50 years. Yeah. So I don't know yeah, what to I tell you argue, on that. I can't argue with that one. We're not gonna. Yeah. We're not gonna bore you with baseball. But yeah, we're gonna be talking about everything here, man. Um, F1 racing, boxing, football. I football is hey, my first and only love. You know, I actually found a new love for handball. I think it's pretty dope. I, I want to play handball pretty bad. I mean, I think I'd be probably the best handball player in the world. I'll tell you this. How would you guys want us to learn a new sport and we'll talk about the Wait, whole experience? Handball. Yeah, handball. Yeah. We'll learn handball and we'll join a league and we'll play as two amateurs. If you guys vote on it, if you guys give us support, we'll look ridiculous and we'll post videos. <laughs> no, 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 no. We won't look ridiculous. You look ridiculous. Speak for yourself. I'll tell you this right now. I am I have the utmost confidence in my ability. Now, will that translate? <laughs> it usually doesn't, but I'll tell you this. I go over there with all the gear, whatever handball players wear. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're gonna look like the sickest handball players in the world. I'll tell you this, man. Uh we'll have the best, best walkout music ever. I don't even know if they're gonna have walkout music, but we're gonna have the best. Yeah. But yeah, a little bit about sports and what it means to me. Um, sports has been a um, uh, a place that if if I if I felt unsafe or if I felt depressed or whatever, I just dived into sports. It was like my safe haven, and it was the and it's like a way that me and my father used to connect or still connect. We just connect over sports, and that's what we talk about most most of the time. And yeah, um, I'm just. 
yeah, that's the only that's the only constant in my life. My life has changed a lot. A lot has happened, but sports has never changed my love of sports and my love of the NFL. Honestly, it's my like I said, my one and only love, football. And when football season gets around, you you guys are gonna feel the passion. I guarantee you. <laughs> and that's true. That's true for me. Um, I mean, like I said earlier, I love sports. Uh, you know, I transitioned to talking about sports from playing sports. You know, because I'm, I'm old right now, and because I tore my ACL, and uh, that really took away every all hope in life for actually playing a sport. So yeah, so now I'm just talking about it. Yeah, and I was born Chinese, so I wasn't going to make it into the NBA. <laughs> so, <laughs> there's that. <laughs> All right, the future of the podcast, okay? Um, I My vision for the podcast, um, not keeping score, but I want to have more than just keeping score. I want to have, I want to branch off. Uh, I want to have multiple aspects. Uh, I want to touch multiple aspects in life I want to touch on. Um, me and Tim... We're in discussions about starting a sports bar. Uh, yeah, sports oriented. I told you we yeah. got we're sports nuts. We love yeah. sports. We're gonna start a sports bar, and I want I would love to document that in a podcast form, week to week basis, getting business loans and all that. And we're just two kids from Oakland, you know, trying to make it in the world. And I'm sure that's interesting to some people. So it's yeah, interesting true. to me. I'll tell you that. Yeah. True. 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 Yeah. And then, I, me personally, I don't want to work for anybody but myself or but for anybody. I want to work with Tim, with our other boy, Zay, but he's a absolute mess. <laughs> <laughs> I say it with love, but, you know, honestly, you're a mess, Jose. You you got to get your life together, man. <laughs> we shouldn't. I want him to hear this. This is your intervention, Jose. <laughs> All right, let's let's get right into the NBA playoffs. That's the biggest thing in sports, the hottest thing in sports. Uh, Miami and Philly. Uh, that game just ended right now. Uh, the yeah. series is tied two two. Who do you have winning, Tim? Well, you know, originally I had uh, Miami winning that series, but uh, after watching Houston Harden play, it's it's kind of it's kind of hard to say, to be honest. Um, if he comes out like this every week and plays plays this good. Especially with Embiid being back, uh, I, I don't know if Miami could pull this off. Uh, I was I was kind of disappointed in um in what's his name Tyler uh, Hero. Yeah, Tyler Hero. You know, he, I I had him as a certified bucket, but his shooting percentage this game was a little ridiculous. Uh, coming off the bench, I thought he was just going to be amazing, like he has been. But yeah, he, I think I, I believe he won six six man of the year too. So yeah. yeah. Um, but you know, it's it's all going to come down to to Embiid and. And Harden, if, if if he keeps playing like this, then uh, then Philly will definitely win this series. Yeah, I'm I'm the biggest fan of Embiid, Joel Embiid. Uh, obviously, his impact has been felt. They're basically undefeated when he plays in this series. Actually, not basically. They're literally undefeated when they when he plays in that series. Um, I have Miami though. I just think Miami's better all around. I think they're better, uh, better coached. I think they have um, a more cohesive system. Um, the the start the best player on either team is Joe M. Embiid, and uh, that's the only wrench that's gonna throw in. If Embiid's gonna play like a monster like he did these last two years, honestly, it, it might it might be hard for Miami to recover. 
But uh, if I'm, I'm a I'm a betting man, I gamble a lot. That's why my bank account is <laughs> <laughs> all time lows. All time lows. Might have to borrow some money. Viewers, if you're interested in donating to my cause, I have a Venmo. <laughs> Go find me, please. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. Alright, moving into uh the Bucks in Boston. Um before before we get into this, I think we should address one thing though. Uh you know, we had two major disappointments this year. You know, LeBron, one, not being in the playoffs. Which two, is crazy. It's, it's crazy. And two, Kevin Durant getting swept in the first round. Yeah. And I mean, but like this KD argument has been getting out of hand to me personally. Like people are acting like KD, his, he's he's not an elite player, which he still is an elite player. And people are dogging him like he's washed up Westbrook. Uh-huh. And it's like, you know, the man is 33, like. Can, can he get old, please? Like he's he's not in his in his prime anymore. I would say like he's of course he's going down, but he's like can he just get old in peace? Yeah, but I mean I don't. But think... I got the Bucks winning this uh this this series in five. My bad for cutting you off. Yeah, I, just, yeah. I got the Bucks winning this series in five. They gave them a courtesy game, you know. Celtics they they had to they had to show their ex that that they they're the ones who moved on faster, so they swept uh the the Nets with with Kyrie. But uh, I don't I don't see them beating beating the Bucks. Yeah. I don't actually see them winning another game. Hmm, that's that's interesting. And I want to get back to that KD point, man. Uh, I don't think KD's losing anything, uh, athletically, because truthfully speaking, uh, KD was not the most athletic player on the floor. He's yeah. he's the he has been the most skilled player on the floor. Uh, seven foot, handles the ball, shoots, uh, dead eye shooter, sniper. Um, he's just. And he shoot, he can shoot over anybody. I wouldn't say that he jumps the highest. I wouldn't say that he runs the fastest. He's very coordinated. Uh, I don't think he's he's not a player that depends on athletic ability, like some players in the NBA um, depend on their athletic ability. It is declining. He's not twenty years old anymore, obviously. So that's gonna show. But uh, yeah, I I just think the team is at, the team build is terribly built. Um, yeah, yeah, and that's that's what happens when you let players like Kyrie and uh, KD. To to me, they're both classic Robins. They're not <laughs> none. They're not Batman. They both want to be Batman. That's, that's fact. That's a good way to put it too. The worst decision yeah. that KD ever made was leaving the Warriors, but that was only for pride. It worked in the system. He was perfect for the Warriors in the system wise, uh, but he wanted to be the lead dog, and I mean. He was not as loved as Curry. He would never be as loved as Curry here in the Bay. Or to any Warrior fan. Because Curry is homegrown. And instead of accepting that and winning more championships with the Warriors, he decided to leave. And, well, this is... that. Yeah, he's, he's, he's reaping what he sows, right? Uh, oh, oh <laughs> sorry. I went on I mean, a tangent honestly, there. Him leaving the Warriors kind of made basketball more fun to watch. To me, mm, yeah, yeah. As a nine word fan, I could see that happening. Yeah, I could see that. But as a basketball move, I'm looking at it from his perspective. If I, that was if, the dumbest thing he could have did. Yeah. yeah, 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 for sure. But you know what? He's not finished by far. I, 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 mean, I think, I'm not. I'm not gonna say he's he's gonna be like LeBron, you know, playing his grandkids and everything. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but like, come on, let the man get a little old, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I feel like LeBron kind of messed up, not messed up the NBA, but yeah. like. This dude does not age like, yeah. and I'll tell you, man. I don't know, like, crazy. yeah. It seems like KD's a little <clears throat> mentally weak. 
and that, that's I mean, that's my it, estimation. Yeah. Yeah. But but people are making it seem like you know like I, I feel like with LeBron being being so old playing so well still people think everybody needs to do that like mm-hmm. like Westbrook he's old yeah. uh, freaking everybody they get players get old like how old was AI when he started to decline around the like, same age exactly. 33 32 exactly. yeah like how old were all these other players when I love that you brought decline? up AI AI was my favorite player growing up <laughs> right but, but am I showing my age <laughs> <laughs> and like this I'm not knocking AI or anything but I'm saying you know he he was able to get old like yeah. let these players nowadays be able to get old yeah yeah, yeah, I mean, like every, every yeah. Let me let me just stop. Yeah. No, no, no. Yeah, let him let him get old in peace, in yeah. peace. You know, but Kevin Durant's not done. He's no, too, he's, he's definitely not done. He's too skilled. He's still pretty. He's still like I said. He's still an elite player. Yeah, but yeah. Oh, getting my getting back to the main uh, main point, Milwaukee and Boston. I have the upset here. I have Boston winning that. I really, really love the new coach. What he implemented. Um, it seems like the team's really gelling. I know in the offseason, there was talks of Jalen Brown not playing well with Tatum or vice versa. But it seems like they're playing really well yeah, together. They, they do Marcus they do Smart is the glue of that team. Um, I have them making the finals. That's just my pick. Maybe I'm getting ahead of myself. So, But I, yeah, I have Boston. Um, but you know what? Giannis is a absolute freak of nature. Not a Greek freak, a freak of absolute <laughs> nature, right? Like a god of basketball. Like I see him uh, nah, rebound I, the you, ball. Kind of riding a little too much. Nah, <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I'm a little envious. <laughs> but the guy, the guy gets a rebound, takes two dribbles, and he's sixteen feet yo, in the yo, air. Oh yes, dunking the ball, man. Yeah. He does a fast break in three steps. Physical tools, man. Physical tools. That's something that not all of us were blessed with, and yeah. he was blessed with three times the tool anybody should be blessed with. <laughs> yes. Yeah. But no, I, I have I have Boston. I, I basketball is a team sport, and I think Boston is a better team. Cool. That I takes. I can see you on that one. Though. Yep. That takes us to the West. The Suns in Dallas. This is interesting. I'm going to let you start this. Okay, yeah, I'll 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 take it. Um, To me, the better team is Phoenix, but Dallas is a very um, spunky or uh, they have a lot of fight in them, you know, and uh, underdog, they don't have an underdog mentality. They're they're going for the the throat at each and every opportunity. And, um, And Phoenix... You know what? Chris Paul does not have a great track record of, you know, <laughs> playoffs. playoffs. Yeah, <laughs> He gets his team to the playoffs, and he's a very... I mean, to me, yeah. he's a top three-point guard still in the league at 36 years old. Um, but you know what? He's, Damn, I know he was 36. Yeah, he's getting old, but you know what? He's another player that is not predicated on athletic ability. Exactly. He outthinks everybody. He's yeah. probably... Um, top. To me, I have him as a top three-point guard, and he's probably basketball mind. He's probably... Right below uh, LeBron James and Draymond Green in terms of basketball intelligence, uh, and and Devin Booker is the closest thing to Kobe Bryant that we have in today's game. But man, it's just something about Dallas, and even I gushed over those two players. The best player in this series is Luka Doncic. All right, and like I said, I'm a betting man, and I got that. I got, I'm all in on Dallas. Yeah, man, I got back-to-back underdogs, man. Maybe that's <laughs> yeah. why I'm broke. Yeah, 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 you're gonna be broke with this last pick too, because I got Phoenix in this one. I mean, you're right though. Like, 
Phoenix, Phoenix are definitely they they are the better team, and Dallas is like they're some superior underdogs. Like they are really showing, they they showing what they can do against this Phoenix team, and it's but it's seeming like neither one of the team want neither one neither team wants that away smoke, and I feel like this is gonna go to a game seven, and I feel like Phoenix is gonna win this one in seven. That's a safe bet for sure. Uh, game seven, this is going all the way, yeah. and then maybe it's gonna come down to a couple of possessions, but I just think. How Luca plays, he plays calm. He plays uh, even the, even when he was a rookie, he just played like a. He has an old man's game, man. And anybody that played up plays pickup basketball knows that um, there's that one random dude that comes in the gym, old as hell, <laughs> and still can put hey put that ball in through the hoop. All right, and Luca's that player for me. I just I just really really like his game, and. <laughs> Another player that was not blessed with any athletic ability at all, but just can can play the game. True. Can just play the game. True. Yep. That gives you hope, don't it? Nah, I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure they don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on to the last game of the uh, conference semifinals, Golden State Warriors and uh, Memphis Grizzlies. What you got going on that one? Man, that's easy. The Warriors are going to destroy <laughs> Memphis. This is a chippy series in terms of uh, physical play or dirty play. Uh, I I wouldn't say... I I would say Dylan Brooks' play was dirty. Draymond's was borderline. But it... Jordan Poole was kind of dirty too, man. Yeah, that was a little bit. And you know what? He grabbed his knee. Hey, speaking of that, it looks like Ja might not play game four, according to the coach. It's not looking likely for him. I mean... To be honest, they play really good without Ja. I, I feel like they rely on Ja way too much when he's in the game. Yeah, they have no shot even with a Ja. <laughs> I'm just being serious. Um, I'm I'm sorry. I don't, they don't win another game. They're gonna get blown. They're gonna get blown out uh, on Monday. Uh, I bet the house on it. Seriously, uh, seriously. You know, you just gotta go with the better team. The better team is the war. Is the Warriors the best player on either team? Is Stephen Curry? I mean, it's yeah. It's this is the easiest pick all day. I didn't even have, I we had notes and everything. Didn't even write notes on this one. <laughs> uh, me, um, I, I think I might have to go with your betting man strategy on this one, and I, I'm picking I'm picking Memphis to win this this series. I think it's gonna go to a game seven, um, but if Josh sits more than game four, the Warriors might have a chance at okay. The Warriors are gonna win if Josh if Josh sits more than game four, but uh, I I really I. Re- I just don't like the Warriors, man. I'm, I'm, I'm going Memphis. Yeah. See? Go, and, and but this, I mean, but if I'm being honest, if I'm being honest, Memphis might not win another game, even if Jack come back. But hey, let's let's go Memphis. Yeah. See, and this this brings me back to a point, or brings me to a point, right? We're not basketball savants. We're not geniuses. We don't know the game in and out. You know, we're just two regular guys talking about sports, just like you guys. Regular people talking about sports in the water cooler or whatever. And, you know, Tim, you are regular. <laughs> that was a hot take right there. All right. Okay. Um, anything else on the uh, NBA before we go? Um, Man, nothing that's coming to the top of my head. Uh, yeah. No no major injuries so far in this round. So. Oh, can I just talk? Can we talk about Jordan Poole's dirty play, man? Yeah, let's like, talk about on, that. man. You know. He didn't have to grab at Ja's knee and strain his knee, man. Like that's that was a little excessive. I think Jordan Poole should be uh I think he should be suspended for at least one game. Nah, like if, if we being real, like I don't think so. 
I don't think so. Nah, it, he was he was going he was going for the ball. Um, it did was. it did it did look like a grab, but you know, in the heat of battle, which I know, never did that. Yeah, I know you never played basketball. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you know what? It, like I said, it is chippy, and that is a borderline play. Um, and you know, I can't fault a player for going real. I, I can't fault a player for uh, going for the ball or. Uh, you know, playing playing balls to the wall, so to speak, right? But yeah, this series is uh, yeah, it, it could get out of hand fast. But it seems like the refs are doing a good job at handling that. Now calling the game, yeah, that's another story. Yeah, every Warrior fan thinks the refs has got something against them. Like, just enjoy the game, let them do their jobs. They're not doing their jobs. That's the problem. It's They're not doing their jobs. Yeah. All right, I say this every year, every year. All right, cool. Moving on. Uh, I, I mean, I, I guess I don't have anything to say. Well, uh, well, that Dylan Brooks play was horrendous. Oh okay? yeah, that, I want to yeah. talk about that man. Yeah. Uh, not not about that play. I want to talk. I want I want to talk about GP two man. He's having a career year. This was his shot to make some real money in the off season, and Dylan Brooks took that away from him. I think that's terrible. <laughs> and not, that's not even speaking as a war fan. That's just speaking as a, a person that loves underdogs. And, you know, Gary Payton uh, Jr. is that. He's an underdog. Nobody had him playing deep into the playoffs, let alone playing on a champion level, uh, championship-level team, let alone on a team period. <laughs> right? Yeah. And nah, now, and, and then, and then, because, you know, uh, come on. Dylan Brooks can't jump. He wasn't gonna get that ball. He was just gonna get. Yeah, that was terrible. That was a terrible play, and that that has no place in sports. Man. It was. It was a dirty play. I'm not gonna lie. It, it, was, was, it was. When I saw it, I'm like, yo, come on. Hey. Should have got more than one game. But honestly, he's playing so terrible that I kind of want him to play, right? Because he's a negative when he's on the court. I mean, I wouldn't say all that. You know what? This is PG. I'll tell you how I feel about uh, Dylan. Brooks in my OnlyFans, all right? Cool. <laughs> Subscribe. Hey, what is your OnlyFans? Uh, let me get the password. No, 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 no. I'm no, just going to no. watch it for free. Yeah, you can. You can. It's not really entertaining. It's me mostly cooking. Okay, <laughs> moving on to football. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk a little bit about the draft. Uh, that first round went by way too fast. There were blockbuster trades and records were set. There were nine trades in the first round, the most since 2004. Uh, first, defense was coming in hot. And then receivers stole the show with six receivers drafted in the first 18 rounds, being the most ever drafted in the first 20 rounds. With the dumpster fire quarterback draft class, history was also made, making the 20th pick the latest pick to ever draft the first quarterback. And uh, that that that's kind of insane too. Yeah, yeah. 20, quarterback 20 picks, draft one quarterback. Yeah, they're. You know, because quarterbacks, I mean, quarterbacks are the premium in the NFL. Like, your your team can go as far as your quarterback takes you. And that means that no team in the first 20 <laughs> picks thought yeah. that any of these quarterbacks were going to, you know. Yo, but get this. Get this. In the first two rounds, we had more centers drafted than quarterbacks. <laughs> Bro. What a, I mean, I, I would be embarrassed if you're a quarterback in this draft class, even if I got drafted. Like, uh, it's crazy. 
But Georgia also made history having five players taken in the first round. One school having five players in the first round, that's that's pretty insane. I'm yeah, just and, and one of them shouldn't have went that high. I mean, eh, yeah, you could argue with it. Mm-hmm. But I think, I think they all valid, bro. I think they all valid. Valid first round picks, but first overall? Oh, oh, first overall. Okay, yeah. Yeah. I, I, yeah. Trayvon Walker, first overall, was the surprise of the draft. Yeah. Bar none. I, I can see where you're coming with that one, though. I guess I could definitely see where you're coming with that. I've actually uh I've actually watched the guy's film. Um not 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 before the draft, but after the draft. Cause he that was how surprised I was. Damn. And he got drafted number one overall. Because uh, to me, the best player in the draft was Hutchinson, Aiden Hutchinson, that went to Detroit. To me, I think he was the most complete player at, at, or most complete defensive end. And uh, I, I thought I missed something. I thought that he completely slipped my radar. And I'll be honest, I watched some film, game film breakdown, you know, on YouTube that you could uh, pick up. And this guy makes no plays. <laughs> he makes zero plays. He's single blocked on majority of his snaps. And this guy makes no plays. He's a phys- <laughs> he, he he's a he's a physical specimen, but he, it does not show on film. That's a red flag. I'm sorry, Tim. Yeah, but you know true. Georgia's a, a amazing program, and I'm sure that Trayvon Walker is a uh, can be a great player. But I just don't see it. I don't see it over Hutchinson. Insane. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, for me. At least for you know the offensive line, I was thinking Evan O'Neill. I mean Evan Neal. Uh, mm-hmm. I think he he should have been drafted before. Um, Evan Neal is a hell of a player. Yeah, he, a yeah, hell of a yeah, player. Yeah. Alabama. Uh, Alabama is known for their running backs, wide receivers, and offensive tackles. And yeah. Evan Neal is no uh, no exception to that rule. Yeah, that's true. But but let's get into a couple of the team picks. Uh, yeah, we'll just kind of go by what we think were good picks, what we think were bad picks on specific teams. Yeah, um, I think we should start off with the Philadelphia Eagles. We know they got AJ Brown in a trade. Um, blockbuster <clears throat> trade, yes, blockbuster yes. trade. A lot of wide receivers have moved this off season. Yeah, <laughs> yo, it's it's like like we said, it was it was it was blockbuster record setting trades in the first in the first round. Mm-hmm. Devontae and, uh, Adams. Uh, AJ Brown, Hollywood. Yeah. It's uh man, it's um teams have put a premium on wide receivers in terms of pay. I wonder how Lamar Jackson feeling right now. Oh, he you know, he's 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 hot. He's, he's, hot. Hot. he's stewing cuz he yeah. had a connection with yeah. Hollywood. Hollywood um Hollywood adds a, a level to the uh to the Baltimore offense that I don't think that is easily is easily replaced. Yeah, I mean, I I feel like it's gonna it's gonna affect uh, Mark Andrews' targets because now they all they have to do is cover Mark Andrews. Like, so you you're you're saying Mark Andrews is gonna um is gonna get less targets? I mean, oh, I mean, okay, I, I might have said that wrong. I don't think it's gonna affect his targets. I think it's gonna affect his um production. His production. Yeah, I agree with because that. Because I agree with who that. else can he throw the ball to? And um, you know what? Because of that trade, I have dropped uh, Andrews in my fantasy Yo. wide receiver. Yeah. I mean, my fantasy tight end. But you know what? We'll get into that later. That's way too early. Actually, I, I kind of want to do. I kind of want to get into it just a tad, just because I have Mark Andrews in my uh, in one of my fantasy leagues, and 
it was a keeper league, and you know, my team, you know, I won a championship, but my team, you know, I, I really wanted Must to have keep been, Mark Andrews. What, was it a family <laughs> league? Were you playing against your little cousins? Nah, it was like, a league that, that you were afraid to join because uh, you knew I was in it. But uh, anyway, very doubtful, <laughs> very doubtful. I make a lot of money. You know, we, on we, fantasy football, we, we called you a lot, and you were like, "Nah, Tim's in that league. I'm too scared." But uh, yeah, because that sounds like me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Mark. All right, Mark Andrews is a premium tight end in fantasy football and in actual football. Yeah, I really respect this guy's game, but. Because of the, because of Hollywood, I think he got a lot of underneath stuff. But you know what? I don't rate Hollywood too high. I'm nah, yeah, yeah, me either. Me yeah. either. I mean, uh, especially especially last season, his production kind of went down, and it's just he's not playing like he did when he first came into the league. Yeah, I mean, he's a one trick pony. If yeah. he's not able, if he's not able to beat you deep, yeah. he's not able to do anything else. Exactly. I don't like receivers like that. Uh, I'm more of a classic type of um, Jerry Rice receiver that uh, is a threat all over the field. And the second that he puts on his cleats, he's a threat. Right? True. Uh, uh, Devontae Adams. True. True. Like, and and Devontae Adams was surprisingly traded. That, That brings me to my, that brings me to a point. Rodgers, right after the draft, he said he would, he had no idea that Devontae Adams was on the trade block. Do you cat. believe that, Tim? Cat. That's absolutely cat. ridiculous. Straight cat. Straight cat. I the, feel like he, I mean, we, we all know Rodgers. He, he about his money. Rodgers, he wants to make, let's, let's be honest. Rodgers wants to, to make money in FBs. Like, that's all he wants to do. Yes. And if, if he's not doing one of those two things, He's he's not he's he's not Aaron Rodgers. He's literally taken you know the star quarterback in high school, but he's taken that to the NFL. Yeah. Oh yeah, yes. All, all he gets Rodgers very self centered to me. Yeah, he's he's uh he is very self centered, um, and he doesn't seem like a team oriented quarterback. Yeah. But man, that guy's an elite. Yeah, that's true. But he's it's, full of it. His talent you can't you can't compare. He's full of it if he did not know about Devontae Adams getting traded. Yeah. The Packers are not gonna give you one hundred fifty million dollars guaranteed, fully guaranteed hundred fifty million dollars without letting you in on the game plan. Right? No way. Right? And that was his big that was quote unquote his biggest problem with the Packers. They they didn't put him in on decision making. And that's the reason why he said that he didn't want to come back to the team is because he didn't feel involved with like like you said with what the team was doing. It's, it's one word, leverage. Yeah, that was leverage. Yeah. Yeah. All right, I don't yeah. believe a word that comes out of yeah. Aaron Rodgers' mouth. But boy, when that ball leaves his goddamn hand, <laughs> man, he's he's a special quarterback. There's no denying that, and he's he's parlayed that into uh, m- uh, hundreds of millions of dollars and a. Black book, envious of anybody. All right, yeah. this guy. I mean, I I would pay. I would, <laughs> I would pay just to look at the cover of his black book. <laughs> Jesus, right? God damn. <laughs> Everybody in Hollywood, I feel like, is uh, in Aaron Rodgers' black book. Man, yeah, yeah. That feels good, don't it? Right? Yeah, yeah. Right, yeah. right in the heart. But uh... <laughs> wow, I wish I knew that feeling. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, he's in that black book harder than he's in the playbook. 
All right, moving on. Bring, moving on. Bringing it, bringing it back to the Eagles. Uh, so it looks like the Eagles they, they moved up, and I, from me, I thought they moved up to try and get uh, Jamison Williams, but Lions took him before they could, and I think they got a little discombobulated in the draft, and they picked up defensive tackle uh, Jordan Davis. He's a decent pick, but I honestly don't think he was what they wanted at the moment. Uh, he's a great run stopper, but he needs to work on his quarterback pressure. He's a hell of a talent. Yeah, hell of a talent. He's the best one tech in, that <laughs> yeah. I've seen in the last ten years. But he he yeah. But he needs to work on the stamina. He needs to like. He's a two down. He's, he, ready he's a, for NFL gameplay right no, now. No, he's a two down player. He's a two down player. But those two downs, he has yeah, it. Yeah, yeah he yeah, has it in a lot. Yeah. Um, Davis is a marvel in terms of uh, physical ability. He's three hundred forty pounds, and he runs. He runs. A sub five. Okay, I'm scared. That's like a bear running at you. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> I'm absolutely petrified. No human should run that fast, being that heavy. Okay, that's probably why I get tired so fast. Maybe. Yeah. Uh, I actually love the Eagles draft. Really? Yes, I love it. I mean, he- I, I I I liked. I mean, I'm not saying I didn't like that pick. I'm just saying. I don't think that's the pick that they wanted at the time. No, 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 no. I mean, I, I, I Jamison Williams is to me the best wide receiver in the draft. If he wasn't hurt, he's yeah. hurt ACL. Yeah, exactly, there's there's exactly. a lot of medical red flags. Exactly. I get it. I exactly. get it. Okay, but in the third round, you get Nicobe Dean in the third round. What is steal? The steal of the draft. And you pair him with no, Jordan Davis. That that's I, where I was going next. Oh, okay. That is exactly yeah. where I was going. No, no, they continue, mean to steal continue. your your thunder. Continue. I mean, he he can run with running backs and and tight ends. He's a playmaker, and yeah. he is a steal in the third round. Well, like that's that's literally where I was going next with this. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing, uh, film and measurables do not match with Dean. Can we agree on that? Yeah. Because physically, he's not imposing. He's not particularly fast. He's not per- particularly athletic. But the film that you watch, any yeah. film that you put on any game in uh, any game in 2022, and you put on Georgia, he's the best playmaker on that team. Yeah. Bar none. Yeah. Bar none. I mean, it's just Georgia just has so many damn playmakers. It's, it's, it's ridiculous. Yeah, and Philly with A.J. Brown, I mean... They killed the draft. It's yeah. yeah, they killed the draft. No, Philly Philly did a yeah, this this draft, they 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 had a hell of a draft. They they had one clear one. winner. Clear winner. Without yeah, without a second thought. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I just hope AJ Brown can stay healthy for Philly mm-hmm. fans. I wonder if, if he can stay healthy the whole season. I mean, we we've seen him we've seen him play hurt and he had mo- he had monster games. Mm-hmm. But uh side it, note yeah. side note on that. Uh, Jalen Hurts and AJ Brown train in the offseason together. Oh well. Uh, yeah, so they have some yeah. some chemistry. Obviously, not game chemistry, not uh, not not film. You, we can't put it on film. I mean, but uh, training in the offseason, they they at least know the timing of exactly. of each other, right? Exactly. So I think that's a plus. Yeah, and exactly. obviously they're friendly if they're training together. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, that's my take on. On, on Philadelphia. I mean, it's only right if we move over to the Tennessee Titans since they traded away A.J. Brown for the 18th overall pick and then a third-round pick. 
What did they do? What did they do with that? For me, I didn't think they wanted to pay that veteran money. I think this is this is the new trend, with especially with history, uh, record breaking receivers coming in the first round. I think the new trend is to bring in younger talent, so they won't have to pay that veteran price. And I, I just I, I don't like this trend. Like, I me personally, I would rather pay that veteran who I know is extremely talented and who I know who I know exactly what they can do in the NFL, rather than bring in these young guys. Um, but I will say, uh, Traylon Burks. I mean, he. <sighs> You you could say he's a younger, bigger version of AJ. A lot of people compare him to Debo. Um, he's he's really tough over the middle. That dude has big ass hands. Like he he can catch. Like I think I wouldn't say it was worth trading AJ Brown, but you it's it's damn near the same guy. Yeah, that's where I'm gonna have to disagree with you, Tim. Um. I wouldn't say that it's a trend. I feel like it's 50-50, all right? Um, teams are fo- hyper-focused on wide receiver play now. That's why, we're CV- that's why we're seeing 25 to $30 million contracts getting laid out per year. We're talking about crazy guaranteed money. Wide receivers have, have a resurgence. Some teams, the cheaper teams... For whatever reason, I feel like they can replace a player like AJ Brown. Now, I'm not. I don't have any uh, anything against Burks, but his NFL <laughs> comp is AJ Brown. Let that sink in, right? Let that yeah. sink in. They're saying that his ceiling is AJ Brown, but you already had AJ Brown on the team. I don't, see, that's where I don't think they're saying that his ceiling is AJ Brown. I'm. I think. They believed in him to be better than AJ Brown, and that's why they're going after. I don't see it. I'm not. I'm not disagreeing with you, but I'm saying I don't. I don't think they necessarily think that the best he can get is AJ Brown. I he he would be lucky if he could be half the player that he is. I don't don't see anything. He he played at Arkansas. Arkansas is not a powerhouse. Uh, He's he's not. uh, He's not AJ Brown now. And oh, if, obviously. And if you're the Titans and you have a team that's ready to make a run at the Super Bowl, why don't you keep AJ Brown? I don't understand. They're they're not a rebuilding team. No, this is a see, move yeah. that a rebuilding team would 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 do. Yeah, yeah I, I, just, I I I do I agree with you on that. I'm saying that they should have kept AJ Brown, but what they got in return is a good thing for them. But mm. like I said, I would have stayed with the veteran and I would have rocked with the veteran. I hey. would have paid the veteran the veteran money. Who's throwing who's throwing them the ball, man? At the end of the day. I don't think Tannehill's that good either. Maybe that's why maybe they think that Tannehill's not that good and they're gonna they're uh jump starting the rebuild. I don't know. But this seems this that's seems like, point, this seems like a rebuild move to me. That's a valid point. That's yeah. a valid point. Yeah. Yeah. I mean Going on to the other blockbuster trade, it's only right if we go to the Baltimore Ravens and talk about Marquise Brown being traded to the Cardinals. Yeah. I, I'm i going to take the opposite move on that. I love it for Baltimore. 
not because of what we talked about earlier. I was just about to say. Did you just forget the whole conversation we had? Not because that is really because I don't think Hollywood's that good. Yeah, I mean, he's definitely not an AJ Brown talent, but uh, like you said, Hollywood's a one trick pony. Uh, if he's not beating you deep, he's not beating you at all. He's not doing which anything is, which, at all. Yeah. <laughs> That's he's not true. doing anything at all. He might as well be on the uh, sideline handing water bottles I mean, but, to the guys. Oh, my God. You making it seem like Hollywood Brown was absolute garbage. I'll tell you this, man. He, right. he, wasn't, he, wasn't, he wasn't elite, but he was good. A f- worth a first rounder? No, absolutely not. I mean, absolutely no. not worth I, a first round. I, I, I never pick. said he was worth a first round. Pick. That's what they gave up for him. I didn't say he was. Oh, but you, yeah, I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. Yeah, that's what they gave up for him. He's he's to me he's overrated. Um, uh, he's he's a way less talented AJ Brown. AJ Brown is a deep threat, but AJ Brown is a big wide receiver yeah. that could get off the press. If you have a cornerback that is um. Or you have a you have a defense that is man to man press, bump and run. Hollywood's not doing anything yeah, against I that. I don't see Holly. I don't see Hollywood doing much on the bump and run. I don't see Hollywood doing much over the middle catching in traffic. But I'm saying, I mean, when you look at that team, who who was Lamar going to throw the ball to? Now, yeah, you're right. You're right, but you know, getting back to the draft, they had a hell of a draft. They now. did, they did. They, they had did. a hell of a draft. They definitely did. I, I liked Kyle Hamilton coming in. I mean, I feel like the his forty time killed his draft stock, but I mean, he's faster than he is in his forty time. Like, but he's still he's still pretty slow. But he is an interception monster. My only concern about him is his weight, and I could see him. I could see him coming in and playing at the line of scrimmage a lot, blitzing mm-hmm. a lot, uh, getting to the quarterback. But I, I do like that draft pick. Yeah, I mean, what do you mean? Do you think he's too heavy? I mean, he he, he can get too heavy. Like let's let's yeah. He's he's coming into the NFL. He's transitioning, so he he's bound to get bigger. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I I like I like that pickup. I like that pickup, for sure. Uh, in the second round, David Ojabo. Oh, yeah, David Ojabo, that boy. I mean, his his Achilles kind of hurt his stock, but. For Baltimore, that was that was great for them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it's funny because this, this man's first time playing football was in 2017. Yeah, and I don't know if he's gonna play right away, but he fits into that that Baltimore uh, defensive style. Yeah. One thing I like about him though, he's a master of the strip. That's that. If you play on defense, you gotta yeah. go for that ball. Yeah. That's my whole thing. You gotta go for that ball. You make yeah. the tackle and go for the ball. Yeah. Outside yeah. linebacker, defensive end, you need to you need to have that in your bag nowadays, yeah. right? Yeah. Especially with the quarterback play. Exactly. And mm-hmm. he used to play quarterback. Yeah. So uh, he, he knows how to read a quarterback. Mm-hmm. He knows how to read offense. Yeah. And he's he's a really smart player. Yeah. For me, the underrated player for the Baltimore Ravens in the draft is Daniel Falele. And I'm probably butchering that. I'm sorry, <laughs> Uses. I'm just terrible at pronouncing names. But he's a big, powerful offensive tackle. Facts. Yep. Yeah. In the mold of a Trent Brown. Yeah. Right? Oh, no, yeah. And that's perfect for that offense, especially um, I think they're going to be really run heavy this year, you know, now that Hollywood's out. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Cool. And then going on to the receiving end of that trade, uh, the Arizona Cardinals, they acquired Marquise Brown, which to me, I think it was it was good for them. You know, uh, they needed a deep threat. Um, honestly, 
I just I wonder how D Hop is gonna play next season. I hope that he doesn't come into next season with a lingering injury, uh, because he played. He I feel like he played all year hurt last year. I'm pretty sure he won't because he's suspended for six games. Oh, I forgot about that, <laughs> yo. Yo, I forgot about that. He was over there taking steroids and shit. Like, come on, D Hop, you like the most physical receiver in the league, and now it makes sense. I'm, I'm, I ain't gonna lie, I love Diop. I don't. I don't even want to like. I don't, I don't even want to think he was taking steroids. Or I mean, you know, I feel like the way they have it now is anything could be like a PED substance. Like mm-hmm. I could drink a Gatorade and I'd be like, oh, you're yeah. on some yeah, performance enhancement drug and some something like. That. Yeah, he's definitely saying that uh, it was a, a trace element in his sample. Uh, I I don't really know the the details on that. I don't think he's on steroids, but yeah, I all I know is he's gone for six games. Yeah, yeah. Every time I hear PED, I think steroids. Like, yeah, that's the, that's where my mind goes. To he's first. saying he's a it's it's a no, like, I mean I, I know it's probably not like steroids, but it's yeah. just it's just what it comes to. Mm-hmm. But for me, my my favorite trade from them was a uh, Trey McBride. I think he's the most complete tight end in the draft. Uh, and uh, uh, his name slipped my mind completely. Uh, they're tight end last year. They took him from the Colts. Um, was it the Colts? No, they had him from the Eagles. It was uh, oh Ertz. <sighs> yeah, Zach Ertz. Um, depending on how what, what's gonna, I'm not sure. I'm not a. I'm not. I don't really keep up with the Cardinals, so I don't know how how Zach Ertz is gonna pan out for them next year. I think they but resigned them though. They did. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But either way it goes, I think. Um, Trey McBride is gonna be is gonna be good for the Cardinals' future. Yeah, least. two tight end sets is not a bad thing, yeah, especially for Kyler. That too. Yeah, but yeah, I think Marquise Brown is gonna fit in pretty good in uh in this offense. Well, know? I think they made that trade to appease Kyler because they were college teammates, and I'm pretty sure he's pretty ecstatic about that trade and. Going into I mean, a he ain't contract year, Adams and Derek Carr, but no, 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 no. <laughs> talent level is different. But uh, they're trying to sign him for a long term deal, and they're trying to do everything they can to make him happy. That may, yeah. And before they made this trade, I guarantee you, they talked to him. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's true. That's just how it works in NFL. That's or, true. I don't care how anybody spins it. That's how it works. That's true. So going on to the actual number one pick of the NFL draft, we'll go to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Although you both have heard that we don't think this should have been their number one pick, it still wasn't a bad pick with Trayvon Walker. Um, he is an excellent pass rusher, and he can drop back in the zone when needed. Um, was he the best pick in the draft? We've already answered that. No. At least, at least from our perspectives. Um, but I do think their number twenty seventh pick, Devin Lloyd, was actually a good a good pick. Um, he loves to play behind the line of scrimmage. He's a freak athlete, and he he's often compared to Darius Leonard the way he he goes after the ball, and uh, and he is a extremely smart player, and he can really diagnose the play. And I think those two picks were decent picks for uh, for Jacksonville coming in because they really need to focus on defense because they defense suck. Yeah. I'm not trying to to bash on Trayvon Walker. I'm just saying that man, this guy does not. This guy, you had a chance at the number one pick, and f- quite frankly, they chose wrong. 
You could have chose anybody else. This guy has no film on record. He has seven and a half sacks in his career in three years. That's that's pitiful. He was single blocked all season, like I stated last time. It yeah. You when you mess up the first overall pick this badly, you can't get a F. I mean, you 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 can't get anything but a F. I mean, yeah, this is terrible. Jacksonville, you done it again. You guaranteed yourself another five years of drafting in the top five. Congratulations, <laughs> yo. And I'm, I'm gonna be honest. I uh, I kind of misspoke earlier when I said that they should have taken Evan O'Neill. I actually meant they should have taken uh, Kayvon Thibodeau. Uh, I think he's a freak athlete. I, I mean, I mean, yeah. Yeah, Thibodeau is nice yeah, too, man. Yeah. He's nice too, but he I mean he's better than than Trayvon yeah. Walker, man. Yeah. The guy the guy has the guy the guy has no he has no film. Yeah. I don't know how you I don't know I don't know what they're seeing. They're drafting off potential. It's it's yeah. ridiculous. I mean, even like Thibodeau, he he's a hundred percent at the pass rush. He's a hundred percent at the the rush rush in general. Like he's just a hundred percent all the time. And Thibodeau has film. Yeah, he he has a lot of film. He has and, film. And Giants fans, like you guys, should be you guys should be happy that you yeah. guys got him. He has like, the best first step in the draft. Yeah. Now, yeah. I've seen him get blocked. Yeah, and, yeah. And yeah. a player like a player with with his ability shouldn't get blocked as easily as he does. But maybe that's desire. Maybe that's just him preserving his body for the NFL. I mean, it, it could be a lot of things. I'm, but he has film. That's the yeah. that's the, the insane thing. Yeah. He has film. I don't see any film from Trayvon Walker. I'm sorry. Yeah. And I don't mean to bash the kid. I don't mean to yeah, bash. No, the, I don't yeah. want it to Trayvon sound Walker, like that. He's he's, yeah. he's a really really good player. Yeah, first round pick, not first yes. overall. <laughs> a first round pick, yeah. but not a first overall. That's ridiculous. Yes. Ridiculous. He might be. He might have been the fourth best player in that team. I feel like me personally. I feel like uh, Devin Lloyd kind of well, it, not not exactly made up for you know the first round pick, but it was it was a very good pick and yeah yeah. I mean, I after they made that pick, I <laughs> tuned out. I'll be honest, Jacksonville, you did it again. You did it again. Oh man, yeah. Let's move on. Yeah. Let's go. Let's go to the Detroit Lions. So with the Detroit Lions. They actually got uh, Jamison Williams, which, which he he was one of the best receivers in the drafts. My only concern is his torn ACL in the championship game, and me having a torn ACL. I just, I mean, I just don't trust players with a torn ACL. Like everybody can't be an Adrian Peterson, and like just. Tear both his ACLs and like nobody's Adrian Peterson. <laughs> that was exactly. insane. He came back and had two two thousand yards. Exactly. Yeah. Like 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 he never got hurt. Jameson Wilson is a really good pick, but I always am scared for players with knee injuries, and that's you know he can fly, he can create separation, he'll make throws easy for golf. He'll he'll be a nice piece aside uh, Amin Ra, but uh, just the ACL thing is is my only concern. If he can stay healthy, he will be excellent in the NFL. I will tell you that, though. Which we are. Which we are, though. The Lions hit this out of the park. I know we weren't. No, they gonna, had it. Yeah, yeah. I know we weren't going to talk about baseball, but they crushed it. Yeah. Grand slam right here. Aiden Hutchinson and then Jamison Wilson 
uh, Williams, your first two picks. Well, I mean, you can't get better than that, honestly. They they filled all the holes um, on their team. Uh, I believe that Aiden is the best player in the draft. Um, he has a high motor, high IQ. Physically, he's he's all there. Uh, he doesn't have the greatest bend, and he does not have the greatest first step. But, like, you cannot argue with this guy's, and, and you, you, you're going to hear it a lot, film. This guy has film. And Williams, to me, is the best wide receiver in the draft, if he wasn't hurt. If he wasn't hurt. That's the, that's the thing. There's a question mark. He clearly would have been the number one wide receiver. But, yeah, crushed it. Good job, Detroit. Good job. Yeah, now let's move on to the uh, Houston Texans. Um, for me, I really like the pick uh, Kenyon Green because Pro Football Focus had the Texans rated as the fourth worst ranked offensive line in the NFL. And this kid, he can play any position. Like he's big, he's physical, and his his college team even named him the offensive MVP. Um, but yeah, I think he would be a great addition to the Texans offensive line because. They definitely need to protect that man in the back. Mm-hmm. Who's going to be that man in the back? I don't know. Fells? <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. That's why I didn't name any names. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Derek Stingley Jr. Oh, he was a great pick, too. I just didn't. You know, that was a great pick, pick, yeah. But my surprise pick, and I think the most value was John Mechie, uh, Mechie the third. I really like him as a player. He stretches the field, and I think he has potential to be very special in our league. Yo, that's that's facts, though. Mm-hmm. But let's talk about your uh, most swaggiest name player coming out of college. He got drafted by the New York Jets. Uh, my boy, Souse. Souse Gardner. The best. <laughs> best nickname in sports. I stand by that wholeheartedly. Nah, but what I like about the New York Jets is they needed, they needed some receivers. I mean... Well, I mean, let's be honest, they needed some of everything but a running back, even though he's kind of hurt. They might need a running back coming in the future. But, you know, I like that they picked up Gary Wilson. You know, he can really uh, get the ball at his high point. That dude that dude can jump. And he reminds me of a, of a young me, if I, if I do say so myself, you know. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. But, no, he, he's, super atri- he's super acrobatic. Um, he can contort his body for catches. But... My only concern is he made a lot of contested catches coming out of college. A lot of contested catches coming out of college, which lets me know he can't really create much separation. And coming into the NFL out of college and you can't create separation from these college players, it's going to be really hard to transition to the NFL. So that is going to be my only downfall about him. Um, If he can get that quickness to, like, really separate from these DBs, then he he can be he he will be great in the NFL. But if he can't get that separation, it it's it's not really looking too good for him. This the Jets A plus in this draft. Okay, I love their first three picks. Sauce Gardner, a big physical corner, to me the best corner in the draft. Uh, Garrett Wilson, the best wide receiver in the draft. Eh. To me, all right. Uh, I I understand your separation issues. I think that was more quarterback play. Uh, it wasn't able to throw him open. Maybe Who's throwing on the ball now, though? Zach Wilson. I think Zach Wilson has potential. Uh, now, I could be wrong, 
But uh, I think Wilson to me Could be will be will be the best wide receiver in this draft. At least the best wide receiver in this draft that in the can, first year. He can he can he yeah. can catch. He he definitely will get to the ball. Yeah. But don't I mean the only reason the I say that is because Jamison Wilson uh, Williams is hurt or is hurt. I don't know when he's gonna come back. I don't know how much games he's gonna play. But yeah, Garrett Wilson. Clear cut number one. I, but I just want to say, something. I'm not knocking Garrett Wilson. Like he he is a great a great receiver. It's just I I just need that separation. Like mm. as a receiver, you you got to get open. Like he can get that fifty fifty ball. That's for sure against these college players. But mm. it, again, like I said, I think it's more of the college quarterback throwing to a big wide receiver. Like the quarterback just throwing it up for grabs. I an example uh, like Johnny Manziel throwing it to Mike Evans, uh, and Mike Evans seems to be doing really well in the NFL. I mean that's that's a valid point though. That is a valid point. But I mean you got to make it a little easier for your quarterback to throw you the ball. Like if the receiver can make it easier for the quarterback to throw him wide open passes, then yeah. I mean, but you got a point though. You do have a point. Yeah, for me, like uh, the the. The, the raw stats show that he has the ability to separate. Pure speed alone. He's probably one of the faster wide receivers in the draft. No, that's facts. He runs, I believe it was a 4-4. But, I mean, speed and quickness is, is two different things. And I think this is just where we're going to have to continue to agree to disagree on this one. I mean, the beauty of this is we'll, we'll find out by next season if he can separate <laughs> or he can't separate. Right? True, true. But, you know, we can't talk about... Their draft, there being the New York Jets, without talking about the number one Juco prospect, Jermaine Johnson. I mean, this kid, he's very well, very aware of the quarterback. Um, he always goes for the strip. And I feel like since they drafted him so low, he's going to play with a chip on his shoulder. And me being a huge Last uh, Chance U fan, like I watched this kid play and I watched him play a lot more than I watched a lot of these other guys play. And I, I really like the way this kid's play, I really like his whole morale. And I'm a big fan of him just just because I, I watch him so much. Yeah, yeah. Yep. yeah. Go ahead. I don't know I'm saying that. That's why I just had to bring him up in this draft. Even though, you know, I, I mean, I don't think he's, like, one of the best players in the draft. But, like, he, he's a really good player. And that happened to get drafted a little, personally for me, a little too far into the draft, I would say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's a, he's a long pass yeah. rusher. He has a, a great, like you said, a great awareness of where the quarterback is. He's stout against the run, and let's be honest, right? I love a guy that has, like I said, I love underdogs, and this guy is an underdog. Even though he yeah. he still got drafted in the first round, but to to agree with, I don't want to agree with you too much, but he does have a chip on his shoulder, and I think he's gonna show that next year. Man, and Robert with, Sala and Robert Sala is a hell of a defensive but coach. What's wrong with agreeing with me too much? Because you're always wrong. <laughs> so I feel like I'm wrong about this kid. <laughs> so sorry, sorry, Johnson. Yeah, if you if you suck, it's because of Tim. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. And but anyways, continue with your thought process. Yeah, that's why I got man. I, I I just root for the kid, man. Uh, the JUCO route, it's not an easy route. Um, that's and, true. Yeah, yeah, Florida State. Is a is a top tier program, so I'm I'm glad he at least got to experience that, and you know what I'm rooting for him. Yeah, and uh, moving on to the Panthers, I mean, these guys had like 
the worst pass block win rating in the NFL. And uh, with Sam Darnold in his final year of his rookie contract, uh, I'm pretty sure he wants some protection so he can be able to throw that ball. And uh, I think it was a good pick, picking up, um, I hope I don't butcher this man's name, Akeem Ekwanyu. I'm, I'm probably butchering the hell out of this. But, I mean, I feel like um, he could make an impact on this offensive line. And, honestly, I don't know how Carolina fans feel about Sam Darnold. But, hey, I'm going to be optimistic and say this this could be his comeback season. Yeah, I uh, I think this pick is clearly for Christian McCaffrey, okay? Iquanu, I'm sorry. I'm, I feel like I'm butchering it, too. But... He's a hell of an aggressive run blocker, strong at the point of attack. And you know what? If I was Christian McCaffrey, I would be I would personally pick him up at the airport because this guy's <laughs> going to make his job easier. Uh, Donald, I don't know if he's going to be the starting quarterback. Hell, I don't know who's going to be the starting quarterback, to tell you the truth. It's, it's definitely going to be Donald. I feel like... Baker, I, maybe? I got, I got, get out of here. Uh, I'm just saying. I man. think I mean, Sam Donald, I think he's better than Baker. But I don't know. I, I got. I don't know how. Like I said, I don't know how Carolina fans feel about uh, Sam Darnold. But I actually, I actually like Sam Darnold when he was coming out of college. Like I, I watched him play. But uh, I don't know. I, I'm just hoping Sam Darnold can do something good. Yeah, I haven't seen anything from him in the four years that he was in the NFL, and I don't anticipate seeing anything this year. I'm sorry. You need to upgrade at that position. <laughs> but McCaff- no, they, they McCaffrey is. McCaffrey has to be. 95% of that offense for them to win any games. I mean, McCaffrey has to stay healthy all season. And if he's going to have to be 95% of that offense, he's not going to stay healthy all season. Yeah, I, I can't disagree with you. But the the only reason I feel like they drafted Iquan Yu is because to help uh, to help Christian. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense, though. I mean, you, you, are, you are right about that. And I'm just going to ignore the fact that uh, I was – Probably wrong about that. Let's move on to the Atlanta Falcons. <laughs> 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 to be honest, the Atlanta Falcons, you know, I, me personally, I wasn't really feeling their draft. Um, they, they they picked up uh, Drake London. They needed a receiver. Um, he can get those 50-50 balls. He's a really big guy. He reminds me of, like, uh, Lazard, kind of. Um, he, he has a lot of contested catches in college. He can get, yeah, but uh, just like... Garrett Wilson, I don't think he can create that separation. But Garrett Wilson can create more separation. But I don't think, I don't think Drake London can London can create the separation good enough for the NFL. Yeah, big big by big body wide receiver, uh, great end zone target, uh, former basketball player. I mean, he checks the boxes in terms of does he look good in his pads? He looks good in his pads. He looks like a goddamn football player. Yeah. Um. I don't see anything. Uh, I don't see anything that jumps off in uh, in film, but uh, I I don't think he's a bad pickup. Honestly, he's my favorite pick for all for in in the Atlanta's draft. He's yeah, my, yeah, yeah, I agree with you on that. Yeah, but I, I don't like their. I mean, overall, I I'm not I'm not big on Atlanta's draft. Yeah, especially going in uh, to quarterback Desmond Ritter. I'm not saying he's a bad quarterback. I just think that there were better options available on the board. Malik, um, does he fit their offensive scheme right now? Be- speaking of Malik, 
maybe not, but I think he would have been definitely the best quarterback for long term. Yeah, I don't I don't know. I, I, that's a head scratcher too, man. That's definitely a head scratcher. London to me is their only pick that yeah. I could really get behind. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, he's not he's not the only pick that I could get behind, but I, I, I me personally, I just think Desmond Ritter was a bad pick. But uh yeah. But my favorite pick from um Atlanta Falcons was he was a late pick or he was actually picked before uh, Desmond Ritter. But uh True Anderson. Uh he was a former QB. Uh he can cover and he can get after the QB. He just needs to like improve on like his stamina. But I I honestly like that pick. It wasn't I'm not saying it was the best pick. It was just my favorite pick. Mm-hmm. Personally. Yeah. Yeah, Troy Anderson is a great sideline to sideline defender. He has great speed. Um I mean, smart player. Yeah. I yeah, I I you know, I take that back. I could get behind him also. Uh great inside linebacker. Yeah. yeah. And that brings us to uh the Seattle Seahawks. You know, honestly, I thought they would go more with like a Russell Wilson kind of like esque passing game, but uh, it looks like they stick into that pocket passer and Drew Lock. <sighs> Do I like it? Absolutely not. But anyways, I think their their offensive tackle uh, Charles Cross from Mississippi State was a really good pick for um, they Mississippi. They threw the ball more than any team in America, and this man got a lot of pass reps. Like this man, he knows how to pass block. And that's all he knows how to do. Uh, he needs to improve on his run blocking, that's for sure, because I know Seattle likes to run the ball. So that's one thing he's going to have to improve on. But if they're going to stick with a pocket passer and Drew Locke, which it kind of seems like they're going to do based on their draft, uh, this was a good pick for me. I just find it hilarious that the offseason that you trade Russell Wilson, you draft, you draft the offensive tackle, finally... <laughs> he True. was the most hit quarterback yeah. in the league for the last yeah. three years, and the year that he gets traded, you decided that offensive tackle was a issue. I just think it's hilarious. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. Um, I mean, maybe he thought Russell Wilson could just run out the pocket every time and do something. But I mean, was it smart? Absolutely not. Yeah, there's a reason why he was unhappy there, and I mean, I, this is just this is just ironic, really. My favorite pick. Ken Walker from Michigan State, the third. Yeah, yeah. Ken Walker is a uh, Ken Walker the third is my favorite pick. He's he to me is the best running back in this draft. I I can agree with you on that one. Mm-hmm. I mean I don't really want to agree with you on that one, but I can. You know I don't because you always wrong. <laughs> I'm always wrong. Yeah. Okay. Check the track record. Actually, this is our first first podcast, so we can't check anything. But please. Actually, this will all be documented. You'll hey, you'll you'll see. Hey, check the track record, man. I run a I run a ten flat in a hundred. Okay, I'm, I'm about I'm to say ten in a forty. God damn, let's slow down <laughs> offensive lineman. Nah, I definitely don't run a ten in a hundred. I'm too old for that. But uh, moving on to the Washington Commanders. Commanders, like who who they think they are? Like honestly, I was kind of mad they changed it from the Redskins, but I I get it. From a political standpoint, but I feel like they should just kept the football team. <laughs> yeah, football team is better than the Commanders. I agree with that. At right. least it was weird. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah, this is just like Commanders dumb, like cookie right? cutter. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, okay, 
But uh, I honestly like the fact that they drafted uh, Johan Dotson. Uh, he's a speedy receiver, and he can possibly play as a return man. I feel like he could complement Terry McLaurin really well. My biggest standout from this dude is he has two drops in 191 receptions. Yeah. Those hey. are numbers. You can't argue with numbers. <laughs> Yo, you cannot. You cannot. You want to move on to the Steelers? No, I, I, I have a little thing to say. Uh, my favorite value pick is uh, Brian Robinson Jr., Alabama running back. Yeah. Alabama running back just seemed to do really well in the NFL, especially because I feel like he has uh, low mileage on his tires. Yeah. Because, <laughs> you know, True. you got to split the carries. True. Yeah. True. I like that pickup. True. But I just got to say, the memes, the memes, when we talking about small hands Kenny Pickett, the third man in the Heisman voting, he has the smallest hands in the NFL as a starting quarterback. I mean, if I wish we could show you memes in audio because it's just, it's just too funny. Like, what's what was it the uh, the um, what's that what's that one? The uh, Sunny in uh, the Sunny in Philadelphia yeah, one with yeah. the big with the big hands <laughs> where, he, where he got a fake hand coming in trying yep. to shake hands with, with the, the Ar- NFL coaches. Yep. What's the other one? Was it Arthur? The Arthur meme. The Arthur with, with yeah. the with the fist balled up and a little baby hand. Yep. <laughs> yeah. My God, but hey, but you can't you like you said earlier with uh with. With Johan Dotson, numbers don't lie. This man had over 4,000 uh, passing yards. He had seven interceptions. I think, personally, I don't think he was the best quarterback in the draft long-term, but he's the best quarterback in the draft if you want to win right now, and that's what the Steelers want to do because they don't really have a quarterback. They're not trusting Risky Trubisky, and I would not trust him either. Um, I actually, I, I, me personally, I, I like this pick. Uh, I just hope he don't fumble. I'm just, yeah. I just hope he doesn't fumble a lot. This is a hometown pick for sure. Um, he played his uh, co- uh, college ball in Pitt. He's been in that building. He's met those coaches before the actual draft process. They know a lot about this kid. Yeah. Uh, I'm not too concerned about hand size. Uh, last year, Joe Burrows had the smallest hands in the... Or the year that he came out, he had no, the smallest hands in the NFL or in that draft. Was it as small as... Uh... Nah, slightly, yeah, like slightly a, maybe, bigger. Maybe like two inches bigger or something. Slightly, <laughs> slightly bigger, man. I, I don't know the. I don't have the raw numbers in front of me. Uh, and Pickett doesn't fumble a lot in college, so yeah. I don't think he's gonna fumble a lot in the NFL. Nah, I I, I like Pickett. I just had to, I had to make fun of his his little hands though. Yeah. I feel like my hands are probably bigger than his. Yeah, they probably not actually. His, his hands is probably twice my size. I got some tiny hands. But anyways. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about the Los Angeles Chargers. I'm gonna have to, you know, I'm gonna have to show to show a little bit about where I stand at this. Being a Raiders fan, I hate this pick, man. You know, they picked up Zion Wilson. This man didn't give up a single pressure last season. He is a solid pass blocker, and it's it's kind of scary given what they have a quarterback. And I'm not looking forward to facing these guys, even though I know we're gonna beat them twice in the season. But anyways, I think to me that was my favorite pick for the Chargers coming out of the the draft. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't really have much to say on the Chargers. I They had a solid draft, for sure, for sure. Um, If I had to, gun to my head, I probably would say Isaiah Spiller yeah, in the right. fourth round. Yeah. And I'm really going heavy on these running backs now, huh? but I just really like uh these running backs that came out this year. And now that the NFL has kind of valued them around the – 
third, fourth rounds for really good uh, running backs. The value is pretty good. Yeah, Spiller Spiller's gonna make some noise. He has great speed, and yeah. I think that's the only thing that the Chargers were missing. And now they they're not missing that. I think they're they they're gonna have a good team this year. Yeah, and then moving on to another one of our rivals, the uh, Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, I had I have actually had two two good picks that I like from them. Uh, Trent McDuffie. This man had zero TDs allowed, and the uh, the players that he played against averaged. Or they, they, nobody had no more than thirty nine yards in a game going against this dude. Like he doesn't have a lot of picks, but he he is a coverage dude. He he will shut you down. He won't he won't let you. He won't let the quarterback throw the ball to you. He reminds me a lot of um a lot about a lot of Nam. But uh, the also pick I like about him was to me Sky Moore. He was he was really under underrated coming into this draft. He's small and he's physical. He kind of reminds me. I'm I'm, I'm gonna reach a little bit on this one. He reminds me of a Steve Smith. It's a reach, but he he uh, he reminds me of Steve Smith. I could see that. Sky Moore, besides the name Sky Moore, <laughs> <laughs> um, he's my favorite uh, player that the Kansas City drafted. It pains me to say that, but right the AFC right. West. They crushed it this draft for right. sure, um, and it starts with Kansas City. Kansas City filled every single hole on their roster Yo, in this yes, draft. Yes, yeah, they actually had a really good draft, and I'm mm-hmm. actually very mad at that. Yeah, a plus, a plus. Uh, yeah. Great job, great job. It's gonna be. Uh, it might be three teams in the AFC West that makes the playoffs. <laughs> right? Yeah, seriously, right. <laughs> And one of them is not the Broncos. But anyway, (laughs) let's go to America's favorite team, the Cowboys. The team that gets booed at every single draft, but they are still America's favorite team. How? But anyways, they drafted a penalty-prone Tyler Smith. Uh, It makes sense. You know, they needed his position. Do they need him? I mean, does does Dallas need more penalties? I don't really care. I don't like their team. Yeah. Dallas is uh, one of the more highly penalized teams in the NFL. Uh, I want to take that back. Uh, they're not America's team. They're white America's team, right? There's two. It's, it's a difference. Uh, I hope that's not too contra- controversial. Please, please still support our podcast. Please still send Brian money in his GoFundMe. GoFundMe, OnlyFans, Venmo. I have it all. <laughs> but no, my favorite pick coming out of. Uh, the Dallas Cowboys with Sam Williams. Uh, he had 12 and a half sacks coming out of college in the last season. Um, he doesn't play the run very well, but he can get around a corner. He's he's a one trick pony, but he's good at that one trick that he can do. He's like he's like you know that one girl that you pay to do that one sack. <laughs> it's like yo, that's amazing. Yeah. Yep. Let's talk about the New England Patriots. Me personally, <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. I feel like I feel like Belichick and Matt Groth, they seeing something that I'm not seeing, or maybe they smoking something good. Cause I mean, picking up Cole Strange that early was it's a good pick, but I mean they traded Shaq Mason to get a guy a younger guard, and they were only paying Shaq Mason eight mil a year. Like, uh, and it's funny because they they picked Cole Strange and Sean McVay literally started laughing, and. Uh, that, I mean, maybe Belichick, Bill Belichick, and 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 uh, 
and Matt Groth know something that we just don't know. I, I honestly, me personally, I didn't really like the Patriots you, draft. You know, a lot of people are scared to really just outright and say it. They they kind of said it in passing. Oh, I don't know, but you know, maybe maybe they, maybe they see something that we don't. I'll tell you this, man. They whiffed. <laughs> terrible <laughs> draft. God Yo. damn it, terrible draft. I uh, I didn't like Trey Conthor either when they picked him up. I. I just, yeah, I mean, I'm gonna stop there, but yeah, yeah. nothing against these yeah. players, but not, just, yeah, nothing against the players. But where they were picked, I mean, come on. Yeah. I, I, this is a classic case of overthinking. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. And we're gonna end this with the uh, the Minnesota Vikings. I'm gonna let you go ahead and take this one. Yeah, my favorite pick by the Vikings was in the third round, Brian Asamoa, uh, inside linebacker, Oklahoma. I think he's going to be a ten-year starter in this NF, uh, in the NFL. Nah, I I I agree with you on that one. He was he was a really nice pick. But actually, I'm thinking of one that comes to mind. Yours was very good, but uh, Lewis Seen, uh, you know he can he can do everything you want as a safety. And I think he was the most underrated on uh, on Georgia's defense. And this man came ready to hit. Like I, I wouldn't want to get hit by this dude. But speaking of hard hits, Canelo. Man, don't even bring that up. I'm I'm heartbroken by that. I bet you Uzma not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I've, I'll watch the fight Saturday night. Obviously, like most of um, America, honestly. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> a little backstory on why I love Mexican boxing, the Mexican machismo. Uh, I I grew up uh, a big fan of Mexican boxers because. My best friend in middle school, uh, Raul, he his family used to have big events, big fights. So I've seen them all. Julio Savage Jr. My best friend is Mexican. No, <laughs> <laughs> hey, the only reason I was there was for the tacos, and that is not racist because they make the best tacos. But I grew up loving Mexican boxers. I just love their spirit, their fight. Canelo Alvarez is my favorite boxer, and you know what? It pains me to say this. He was outboxed. Man. Yeah. As the smaller fighter moving up, that's v- rarely the case. They usually get beat up because the the size differential. I don't think that played a role. I think um, I th- what I seen was I, the strategy was missing. Um, Canelo was on the ropes a lot, uh, trying to dodge. He got hit. A, he he got hit quite a bit. Mm. I wouldn't say that he got bullied, but he definitely got outboxed. And uh, Eddie Reynoso, I don't know what the strategy was, but that could not have been what was planned. Yeah. So I'm, either I'm, it was yeah. a disconnect, either e- either it was a disconnect between Canelo and and um, Reynoso, or he just got in there and just, you know what? He got overconfident. He thought that he was gonna walk through this guy, uh, Bivo. But Bivo is a hell of a he's a hell of a champion and he showed it that night. And the scorecards was one fifteen to one thirteen. I didn't have that. I didn't have that, man. Uh Canelo lost four rounds easy. I was honestly surprised. Like I'm not really in my element when I speak on boxing in the UFC. I mean I've dabbled in um in jujitsu and Muay Thai, but when it comes to like the whole 
combat sports. Yeah, combat sports spectrum and like talking about it. This is this is a new element to me. But uh, it yeah, Canelo did get outboxed that match, and um, I honestly I was I was so surprised because I thought yeah. I thought probably like everybody else thought Canelo gonna come in and it's gonna be a typical Canelo thing. Yeah, minus six hundred odds. Yeah, and uh, if you took Bivolt, uh plus four hundred, you made a lot of money. You made a lot of money that night. I'm assuming uh, you you didn't make a lot of money because you bet it for Canelo, right? I mean, I bet with my heart, and that's why I'm eating cup of noodles for the <laughs> next three months. Canelo, I still love you. Um, I think that um, that maybe that the jumping weight. You know what? Yeah. I think I think with a better strategy, a factor, it does. It does. I didn't see it in that fight. Um, I th- I think if he comes back with a different strategy, he could beat this guy. I see. Yeah. He just got. He was. Bivolt was the better man that night, but the better boxer is Canelo Alvarez. Saul, I don't know what was going on, but we got to get back to the drawing board and figure this out. He's gonna go back and he's gonna fight Triple G, and this is gonna be a distant memory. <laughs> yeah. For, for me at least, but I ain't gonna lie. You know, now that Canelo and a loss, you know, I kind of feel. Kind of feel good about my odds. I might want to step in that thing and see what I could do. Yeah, <laughs> I've I've seen you throw. It's amazing, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, amazingly terrible. But yeah, I'm. I'm. Not, this is not gonna do anything. We were friends. Nah, that's where you thought wrong. <laughs> yeah, this this does nothing to damage Canelo's uh, legacy. He's still a, the pound for pound best boxer. Uh, in the game right now. I mean, he ain't 50 and 0, though. Nah, but also, he's fought, he's stepped up in competition. He's a, he's a, he's a hell of a boxer. But, I mean, we'll, we'll see how he does with Triple G. Triple G's in his weight class. That's his main rival. I think he takes that. And then, you know what? If I know Canelo, he goes up again. Yeah, no, he, I agree with you. He, yeah, he, he goes up again and he tries again. Fight. You know why? He is going to go up again. Because he has yeah, the heart. Yeah. That Mexican fighting spirit, it's it's amazing to watch. It's amazing to see. And these guys have the utmost confidence in their fighting ability. No, that's facts. Yeah. That's facts. Yeah. That's facts. But you know what? That drive home was long, man. I'll tell you that. Man, hey, at least it was an entertaining fight. I mean, compared to uh, some of the fights that we had in the UFC. Like, oh my God, <laughs> I cannot believe it. At least it was bearable it. to watch. Yeah. Other than those uh, those stalemates that oh we that God. we uh, that we've seen. Yo, the 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 strawweight women's championship match was Terrible. literally literally the most baffling thing I've ever seen uh, in combat sports, and people actually paid to go watch that like. People feel, seen that, like I feel bad. I so feel so bad. so so judging around ten ten is basically a stalemate. I had three ten tens. I did not know how to judge that. The first fifteen minutes, they circled each other and threw feints for the fifteen <laughs> minutes. It was baffling, and you know what? I think I think Rose's corner did her a disservice. Because I kept hearing, oh, the strategy's right. Keep going with it. The strategy's right. If they're booing, we're doing our job. Hey, I don't know what that advice is, but in the fight game, you actually have to fight. 
to, to, to get, score yeah, points. It, it, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. That and, was baffling. You know what? And Rose has nobody and to you blame but herself. One of the biggest stages in the world. You have to make it entertaining. I'm sorry. That fight. That right. fight set women's MMA yes. <laughs> back. You know what? I take it back. It set women's sports back five to ten years. That was terrible. That was terrible. And I'm sorry for anybody that had to watch that. They're going to come after you for that statement. And that's just the truth. Uh, That's just the truth. You know what? If they come after after me for that statement, I'll put on that fight to put them to sleep. (laughs) All right? That, that 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 was a sedative. Embarrassing. Women. That was embarrassing. I'm sorry. I I just I can't defend nah, that. It, it was very very embarrassing. And honestly, it, you like you said, you really can't defend that. Nah. Like it was the worst MMA fight I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. Let's go on to something more entertaining. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I agree. I agree. Michael. We're gonna put people to sleep on a podcast right. talking about that. Yeah. Hey Rose, that that was 100 percent on you. You. You're, <laughs> I'm sorry. I had to bring it up. She's the better fighter. Goddamn. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm sorry. I, I I love I love combat sports, and that wasn't combat, and that wasn't sports. I'll tell you that. I'll tell <laughs> the you knockout that. of the year. Yo, Michael Yo. Chandler Yo. against Tony Ferguson. My goodness, what a front kick! He destroyed that man. He what went stiff kick. the second that Michael Chandler put up his foot. Yo, I thought he was dead, bro. Like I thought he, I I didn't think he was gonna get up. I thought they was going to have to just, like, call it right there. Like, time, of, time of death. Yep, exactly. <laughs> that time. This is how concussed he was. When they announced the fight for Michael Chandler, Tony Ferguson raised his hand. He thought he was. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He thought he was Michael Chandler. <laughs> he thought he was like Michael Chandler. He was celebrating. That's how concussed he was. They should have took that man directly to the hospital. Oh my god! Yeah, uh, but man you know didn't what? Even know who he was. Man, that's how bad it was. That 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 knockout. I won. Really? Very very impressive. Very impressive. And Chandler called out Conor McGregor. It man. seems like every UFC Yo. event, somebody's Yo. calling out Conor. Yo. Why? I mean. Connor washed. That's why. But I know you're a big Connor fan. I'm like, I'm not even gonna. Get I'm not. I'm not a big Connor fan. I'm. I am a big for Connor. Yeah, I, know, I, I, I take say, it back. I take it back. You ride Connor more than you ride Giannis. That's close. That's comparable. <laughs> That's comparable. Connor McGregor has done wonders for MMA in general, has, and bro. I really hey. and I'm a big fan of um, combat sports. Like I said, everybody's calling him out. Why? Because Connor has said it the best. It's red panty night when you <laughs> sign to fight Conor McGregor because that's going to be the biggest fight. Yo, that, that's facts. Can't nobody sell a fight like Conor. Nobody can sell a fight like Conor. That's going to be the biggest fight of your career uh, financially, right? Yeah. Conor McGregor, even though he's diminished in skill, he's yeah, he has not... That fight's going to sell. Yeah. He's, Conor he's, sells fights better than any boxer, better than any UFC fighter, better than any karate man. Better, He sells fights better than anybody. He's he's basically if his name is on a fight card. He's so. Conor McGregor's Ric Flair. <laughs> Yo, Yo yeah. yeah. He's he, yeah. he's Irish Ric yeah. Flair. Yeah. yeah. Charles Oliveira, pound for pound, 
and this is my list, and if this is not your list, you're just playing wrong. Charles Oliveira is pound for pound the best fighter in MMA. He absolutely destroyed a game Justin Gaethje. It was, and he had he had, Justin Gaethje had some bright moments, but Charles Oliveira absolutely showed his medal, championship medal, gold medal. Even though he, and there, there there's a controversy with the scales, and I understand the controversy. Uh, I think he made made weight because when you're at that level, that high level in sports. He knew exactly how much he weighed before he got on the scales. He looked absolutely baffled that he was 0.5 over. And then the second weigh-in, he looked even more confused. <laughs> so that only tells me that there's a, there was an issue with the scales, as previously stated in articles. But you can't take away from his performance. Yeah, no, I agree with you. You can't take away from his performance, but you can't blame the scales. Like... Man came in overweight. He knew it was overweight. He put on a good show, but it was only point five. Like, come on, that's not that's that's nothing. I mean, to make I mean championship level fights, you have to make weight, and I agree with that. I think he made weight. There was some something fishy going on, but um, he put on a very good performance. Yeah, but, but there's no but light. that doesn't knock his performance in the ring because nah. <laughs> yo, there's there's yo. no there's no lightweight in the world that's touching Charles yo, Oliveira. I do Bronx. Yeah, somebody. I hey, I hope we get some Brazilian fans because somebody tell me what do Bronx means in uh, Portuguese. <laughs> <laughs> but guy is a straight killer. He got rocked a couple times, and the beauty with his game is even when he gets rocked and he's on his back, the f- no fighter in their right mind is jumping on top of him to finish it because they know that that guy is an assassin on the ground. He he could have the most power that I've ever seen. At light heavyweight. Oh, yeah. no, I'm sorry. Lightweight. Yeah. He has the most power I've ever seen at lightweight. Because he floored Gaethje. And Gaethje's a game fighter. Incredible. Incredible card besides Rose and Carla. You two ladies should be ashamed. And I'm a, <laughs> and I, I'm sorry that I'm harping on this. I'm no, a it, bit... It needs to be harping on because it is, that was a terrible fight. I'm a big fan of women's MMA. Big fan. All right? Valentina Shevchenko is my favorite fighter. One of my favorite fighters. Okay, Max Holloway is my favorite fighter. <laughs> but Valentina is a close second. And she would never, never perform like that. Rose, what were you thinking? I, I put the blame on you. I put the blame on you because... You should be leading the dance because you're a hell of a fighter. I watched you live at Madison Square Garden. You lit that crowd on fire. And in Arizona, you sedated every single person in that <laughs> arena. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, anything else, Tim, before I lose my mind again? No, no, no. But I think it's time for us to get to the part of the show that Brian takes over, and we're going to go with the top picks of the week on sports betting. All right, so this is going to be a new segment. Actually, I'm not going to say new segment. This is going to be a segment on our podcast. Uh, Lock of the week and underdog of the week, okay? These are two bets that maybe you guys should consider putting money on. Do not come at me. Do not come at me if these lose, okay? I know <laughs> that I'm on a losing streak, but I'm telling you, 
it'll turn around. Just like any good gambler will say, yes, I'm sir. right there. I'm right there on a hot streak. Yes, sir. So feel free to bet against me. I'm using my own money, guys, okay? So don't, you know, don't think I'm just saying this, okay? Lock of the week, Miami versus Philly. Miami minus three and a half. I destroy that line. Underdog of the week. Uh, Boston versus Milwaukee plus one. I take the money line. I think Boston is going to absolutely uh, win this. Maybe not by a blowout, but they definitely win this game. Yep. That's lock of the week and underdog of the week. And you guys have all been listening to Keep the Score with the Brian Cow and Tim Jordan. Thank you for tuning in. We'll be happy to see you next week. Adios.